flipped across the middle and intercepted. Intercepted by Jair Alexander as Watson made a tough decision down there near the goal line. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Draft Daily. Today I'm joined by Jonah Tolls of NDT Scouting. You can follow him on Twitter at Jonah Tolls NFL. He's one of the best secondary guys in the industry. Jonah, how are we doing today? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on, dude. Absolutely, man. Um, I, I've seen you talk about Jair Alexander for about two years now. As a, as a Watson guy last year, one of the games that was tough to get through was the Louisville game, and a lot of that had to do with Alexander beating him multiple times. Before we just dive into Alexander, though, I'm, I'm curious. In today's NFL, how important do you view the cornerback position in general and then the number one corner on a defense? Yeah, it's an interesting question because in today's passing league, you know, everything is really nickel based. So you really have three starting corners on the field at the same time now. So we're opposed to, you know, back in the day, you only had two starting corners and three linebackers on the field. Um, more so, you need really four legit starting cornerbacks on your depth chart, I believe. So the corner, if you had to rank the positions in terms of positional value, I think cornerback has to be in the top four between quarterbacks, offensive tackles, pass rushers, and then the cornerback position would be the next one on my list. So to me, a lockdown corner is invaluable in today's league. I think if you can get one, like a guy like Darrell Revis or Richard Sherman, a Patrick Peterson, you think guys like Janoris Jenkins absolutely changed the Giants from year one to year two when they signed him. So to me, if you can get a lockdown corner, that really just changes the defense. It's like, it's like when you get an elite, an elite pass rusher, how he can affect the pass rush game. He can get you sack production, um, instantly makes your pass rush better. This is what a cornerback can do for you. Gives you more, gives your pass rushers more time to get to the quarterback. It's guy who shut down an opponent's wide receiver, number one option. Um, it really is invaluable to say, like, especially with the advancement of today's passing over. You're always in nickel. You always have three cornerbacks in the field. So to me, whether it's inside or out, the guy who can shut down slot receivers, who can shut down guys in press on the boundary, uh, wherever it is, it's really important to have that kind of player who can really stay on the hip pocket and man coverage um, and in phase. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. If you look at today's NFL, it's a passing league, and the more you can take away top options with having – without having to double team guys or bracket guys the more it opens up for the creativity of the rest of your defense so i think that's a really good point so let, let's talk jair alexander when you watch his tape what jumps off the film to you i feel like the thing with jair alexander is is that what a lot of people don't want to don't point out is that how very similar his game is to marshall Lattimore coming out last year and the fact that he really doesn't have a big weakness to his, to his game um you you want to see well you say well he's undersized he doesn't play like it because when he's at the line of scrimmage, he will get in your grill and press man coverage. When he's in run support, he will come up and he'll make a sure open field tackle and he'll come at you physical coming downhill explosive. Jair Alexander can really do it all at the cornerback position. And I don't care if he plays inside or out. I think he's going to be a lockdown corner at the next level. We're going to discuss how the value of that position. I think he's going to be um, highly valued by teams in the league. I think he's going to be valued higher by teams in the league than he will be by guys on draft Twitter. Um, just for the very fact that if his medical clears, if his knee checks out, I think he really has traits of a starting quarterback on the outside. Similar to a guy like Chris Harris Jr. and Marshall Lattimore, a guy who can play inside or out. Um, any scheme, he's really scheme transcendent and a guy who can play off, um, press, zone, cover two, cover three, those kind of concepts. He can really do anything you want at the quarterback position you want him to do. The ball skills, um, playing with his back to the ball, um, bump and run. He can really just do it all for me. And um, I just didn't really, uh, one of my favorite things about his game that I really gravitate towards is the 
kind of the arrogance he plays at. Um, sometimes you want that corporate position like the Josh Normans, the Richard Shermans, those kind of guys who can really – Jalen Ramsey now, the guys who can really talk in the receivers, give them the psychological mindset. Um, it's kind of like psychological warfare. That's what you want the corporate position. Um, I know some people are going to – some people might get rubbed off by it. But to me, I gravitate towards it. I'm the guy who, who wants those alpha dog mentalities at cornerback. And you could tell he's one of those guys that can really change a culture in the secondary if you draft him on your team. He's just one of those guys you you want in your squad, and he has that arrogance that he plays with. He feels like he's better than anyone he, play, he lines up against, and that's the kind of confidence you want along the boundary. So to me, I, he's the kind of corner I gravitate towards. I've always been high on guys like William Jackson, you know, the Marshawn Lattimore's, those kind of players who can be number one corners. I think Jair Alexander has very similar traits to those two guys. I like that call a lot, and I was I interviewed Heath Harding on the last episode of this podcast, and he was telling me that the thing that is most important for any cornerback is his confidence, and which when you watch Jair Alexander, he absolutely has that. I think he, he has great mirroring technique. I think he's a very fluid athlete. I really like how he uses the sideline when he's covering on the outside. He, he'll take away throwing windows that way. One thing that really stood out to me is that he's got this burst to his game where even if the player right. looks – like he's open. If the receiver has him beat, he'll close that gap really quickly and make a play on the ball. You mentioned his ball skills. Thinking 2016, he had five interceptions and nine pass breakups. I don't. Even, I honestly, preparing for this podcast and doing his his research, I only really watch his 2016 film because that's that's the real him. I mean, one right. of the things we hear in the draft community all the time is with Darius guys, right? Throughout the 2017 film, he wasn't healthy. Watch him in 2016. So if you do that with Alexander, he's a first round talent in my opinion. And that that closing speed is fantastic because one, he baits quarterbacks into throws. I remember the game against Virginia. There was a double move that the receiver ran. He bid on it a little bit, but he knew he had help over the top. So he was able to do that. And then when Ben Kirk threw the ball, he broke on the route so quickly and made the interception. And then he showed his return ability. I mean, he was a punt returner too. I don't, I don't know how much he'll do of that in the NFL, depending on where he gets drafted, because most of the time, if you go in the first round, they stop asking you to return kicks because you're too valuable to to risk your health. But, you know, he, he can make plays with the ball in his hand, too, after the interception. So I, I really think that he's got everything you look for, your your point, as you pointed out. Are there any concerns with his game when you watch him? Yeah, so um, just just to touch on what you said a little bit, um, what he does in zone covers and off, man, you mentioned sometimes he'll... He'll bite on double moves. I think that's one of the big. That's one of the concerns you have with most aggressive cornerbacks in the first place. Is that you know you gotta be a little more under control sometimes. And I think you can knock any top cornerback. You know whether it's some of the lockdown corners in the league today um, about biting on some double moves because some of these guys like Antonio Brown can get him sometimes. So it, that that could be a knock on most cornerbacks. But to me, you know, touching their closing speed and the burst he plays with, that's kind of the arrogance I was talking about. Like he he knows he has that closing speed to, to close that ground to close that window. So he'll give a little bit of leeway. And he'll bait those quarterbacks and throwing those, you know, those um those those throws in cover two and um, that little honey hole on the on the on the nine route. And he'll close that hole so quick and get the interception. And that's what I love about him. I think he he's so confident in his ability. Not only confident in how he can play physically, but also how confident he is athletically to make those kind of plays. So I think you mentioned a great point there. Um, yeah, again, so the, really the only con- real concern I have with him other like, on the field, you know, other than just his durability, able to stay healthy at, at that frame, that size, um, because I don't think he gets boxed out at the catch point like a guy like Denzel Ward does. Um, I think he's a guy who really competes. He really went toe-to-toe with Mike Williams last year. Um, you know, I, I know you know him as a Deshaun Watson guy last year from Clemson. You watched that game. He really went toe-to-toe with Mike Williams, really didn't get boxed out the catch point at all, really competed and fought with him at all the entire game. Um, yeah, just staying under control at the line of scrimmage. Um, he can get a little sloppy with his technique sometimes, you know, and press. But 
again, I think that's something I can coach out of him. And I think that's something that, you know, we could just keep him a little bit under control, have a little bit of Janoris Jenkins to him a little bit. But I'd rather have that kind of player than a guy like Brandon Carr, who it is not, um, who's more timid at the line scrimmage, more anxious than a guy who's aggressive. So I think that all his flaws that he has at the line scrimmage are fixable. And I think he has a mentality to keep getting better and better because he can stay healthy. Yeah, his press technique isn't perfect. I think his feet are better than his hands, but his hands are coming along. You see flashes of it where he'll have that good punch and he'll set up the receiver, but other times he'll just completely rely on his feet and it can get him in a little bit of trouble. But like you said, that burst is he, – he counts almost on getting beat at times and daring the quarterback to throw at him. I think that his run defense – is inconsistent so i i think you're absolutely right you see him come up you f- he flies up to the ball and sometimes he makes these great tackles he'll wrap up and other times he'll completely miss he had a couple in the lsu bowl game in 2016 that's probably a little nitpicky though because corners in general if they're trying to tackle i, I kind of use it as i'll, I'll take it because so right. many of these corners have no interest in ever trying to tackle and then i think your your point about his health is important right like he's 5'11", 192. We'll find out exactly what he is here in like a day or two when he and when he weighs in. But his medicals are probably going to be a big concern. And because if he was cleared medically, I think he'd be a, probably a locked top fifteen, top twenty player in this class. And I then agree. the medicals may drop him to day two, and then you get a steal uh, as a player. When you watch his game, I know you mentioned a little bit Marshawn Lattimore, but do you have a player comp? Like, does someone come to mind when you watch his game? Yeah. So I've had this kind. Of, I've had the same player comp for him for a year and a half now, as you, as you said, I've, you know, I've been on this guy for a little bit now. Um, Chris Harris Jr. from the Broncos. Just the fact that Chris Harris Jr. to me, he's that kind of player who can play press man. He can play off. Um, great zone guy. He can play inside or out. You've seen him lock down corners from the slot on the outside. I think he's just kind of a scheme transcendent guy who has great feet, um, really sticky. To me, I thought he had the best movement skills of any player in the, of any cornerback I've seen in a while in terms of how he's able to click and close and off, um, how he's able to stay in phase and mirror receivers and press. He could just really do it all. I think, like you said, in press technique, he doesn't really know how to use his hands yet, but his feet are so good. And in press, you either have to get your hands on the receiver or mirror. And if you do one or the other really well, you're gonna, you can be corner. And we see that with guys like Chris Harris Jr. And that's what brought me to the comp with him. Great ball skills, a guy who looks back for the ball. And this is the guy I look for in a cornerback. So to me, Chris Harris Jr. and Jai Alexander, this is the cup of head for a long time now. And I think it really makes sense when you look at the guys, how they're able to play um, inside or out, um, any scheme, and their skill set. Yeah, I think your movement point there is so spot on. When you watch him, he, he just looks effortless. His hips, his feet, everything is just fantastic. I'm curious, with your Chris Harris Jr. comparison, do you see him playing the slot or outside corner in the NFL. If you play the Steelers Antonio Brown, I think you can play him in the slot. But if you're playing against a team that you, their best option is on the outside, I think you can move him to the outside. I don't think you have to box him in one certain spot. I think it's going to depend on the team, of, of course, because you have different thresholds for different uh, spots. But I think he's one of these guys where if you run a zone scheme like Seattle or you run a, a man, a, a more man reliant uh, scheme, I think you can put him in any different scheme or team um, defense, I think he could fit. I don't think he's the kind of player like, for example, like Joshua Jackson or Isaiah Oliver. These guys are more of the big, lanky corners who are probably going to play the more zone-heavy schemes, whereas opposed to Alexander, I think Alexander playing both. So to me, if he if his team wants to play him inside, I think it's great. I think he could slot them uh, the league's best slot receivers, like Jarvis Landry, Antonio Brown, those kind of players. But I think if you want to play him on the outside, I think he could be a lockdown corner in that role too, like a Marshall Lattimore kind of player. 
So it just depends on what the team wants to do. And honestly, I'm not going to fight him on whether they play inside or out because I think he can do both. Yeah, that that's very fair. It's just one of the knocks I've seen on him that his size is going to make him a, a nickel corner or slot corner, and I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that he can play on the boundary. I really like the way he used the sideline as his friend as a corner. I, I think a lot of corners don't do that in college. Right. And it's a huge thing because you're tightening the throwing window, right? And you're, you're taking away very easy throws when you do that. And I, I, he was very comfortable doing that. When I watched this game, he reminded me a little bit of Darius Slay. We saw Slay have eight interceptions this year. Mm. Slay looked very comfortable in man coverage. I know Slay's got an inch on him. But just in terms of the player that I think he could develop into, where maybe he's not the to- a top five corner in the NFL, but like he's, he's a damn good corner that you have to scheme for each week and try to get a, your, your top receiver away and can shadow some. So that that's the guy that came to mind for me. I really like your Chris Harris. I mean, regardless of Chris Harris or Darius Slay, we're talking about a guy that's a, a, a really good corner in the NFL. Do you have a team you'd like to see him go to? And you're, you're more than welcome to say Dallas Cowboys for selfish reasons. Uh, yes, yeah. Yeah. I think one of the teams that will not take him is probably the Dallas Cowboys because I think they have four legit cornerbacks on their roster right now. You know, Byron Jones probably going to move the corner with Chris Richard coming in from Seattle. Um, Shadobe Awuze looked really good as a rookie. Jordan Lewis probably going to move that slot role, even though he looked really good on the outside as a rookie. Then you got Anthony Brown is a good fourth cornerback. You always want that good fourth cornerback because, like I said, in today's NFL, you always have three starting cornerbacks in your roster. Um, so a fourth guy is really good for depth. I think Anthony Brown is a good player for that. Um, so I don't think the Cowboys will take him. I think a team that could that I would really like to see him go to, honestly, is a team like the Rams. You know, they have they just traded for Marcus Peters. They didn't give up that twenty third overall pick. Now, if you were able to get a guy like so, they are they're probably not going to resign Marcus Joyner back if they franchise like Sammy Watkins. So, if they do get Marcus Peters, if they have Marcus Peters and they have Jair Alexander on the outside together, or they have Marcus Peters with Jair Alexander in the, on the in the slot, man, you have. You might have the one of the best cornerback duos, you know, along with Jalen Ramsey and AJ Boye, you know, with the Broncos have, you know, all these great cornerback duos in the league. I mean, the Rams would have something else with Marcus Pierce and Jair Alexander. You might not have the best run support cornerbacks, as we know, but in terms of coverage and be able to stay in phase on the hip and, you know, play different, you know, press, off man zone, really, you know, baiting cornerbacks who can get in the wire receiver's head um, physically and psychologically. This is what you want. I think the Rams would be a very dangerous team, you know, with that pass rush they already have with Aaron Donald. You know, when they have that kind of secondary, it would be pretty fun to watch to see Jair Alexander in L.A. That would probably be the most confident cornerback tandem in the NFL as well. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to be selfish. That's why I allowed you to pick the Cowboys. You're absolutely right. They don't need another corner, but I know you're a diehard Cowboys fan, so I just wanted to give you a chance to plug them there for a second. But, uh... I'm going to go with the Jets, man. They're building this young secondary with Marcus May and Jamal Adams. We'll we'll see who they end up signing at corner, whether it be Mo Claiborne or Malcolm Butler or whatever. But they're probably going to cut Buster Screen. They could use a guy in the slot. They could use a guy on the outside. I think he would really fit in with that young secondary. I like Adams and May love to talk, too, and just kind of create like a legion of boom in New York. And we know how Bowles loves to use his corners, move him around. And I, I think yep. that could be a really good fit for him as well. And plus... Bowles runs a lot of press, man, and I think he could do really well in that that uh, scheme. Jonah, I just want to thank you for coming on, man. I, I Anything you ever write about DBs is something I make sure to, to read. So why don't you tell the people where they can find you? Well, thanks, Ali. I really appreciate it. And, you know, you, you guys know what I mean. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Jonah NFL. You can find my work at NDT Scouting. Um, yeah, so I, I love writing about these cornerbacks, man. Um, this is this is why I played in this is why I played in football. Why I played football, um, played high school, was gonna go play college at WT. Um, obviously, injuries didn't help me in that cause, but um, 
So I, I have a clear background in cornerbacks, and I love doing this kind of stuff, whether it's cornerbacks or safeties, um, even wide receivers too, because when you watch cornerbacks, you have a different feel for wide receivers doing the release and in routes. So I think it's really fun to watch these guys on the outside, and I have a different background than other kind of evaluators of this kind of position. But man, it, I love working on this analysis, and I love doing this kind of stuff. And it's and honestly, you guys, it's the readers, it's the listeners that I really keep doing this thing for because your guys' feedback, your guys' comments, my stuff makes me really keep doing this kind of stuff. So please keep you know sharing my stuff, uh, liking it because I love it when you guys do that. So. Thanks for having me on, Elliot, and I really appreciate uh, all, all. I appreciate all the good stuff you had to say about Jaron Alexander. I thought I was on the crazy train for a little bit, having my top ten. But man, hey, this guy's a damn good player, and I thanks for having me on the show, dude. Yeah, absolutely, guys. You got to follow him on Twitter, like he said, at Jonah Tolls NFL. He's doing the work over there at NT, NDT Scouting. I'm Elliot Chris, as always, your host for the Draft Daily podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. As always, guys, we really appreciate you listening. Thank you. I'm still pulling out the phantom and these haters can't stand That's me, me. singing by the way. In case you didn't thing. know.